Greetings, everyone. Welcome to our remote worship service from the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, for this Sunday, July 26th. Today we move deeper into our sermon series, Shifting to a New Normal, with a look at the opportunity we all have of making a difference in another's life through our individual helping actions and in the lives of many through changes we seek in our society. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray each day following our Lord's dictate. These months, as we have altered our behaviors due to the pandemic and open our hearts due to the social justice protests, we have further realized the importance of caring for another and helping one another be our best selves. We have an opportunity for a crucial shift in our lives towards greater compassion. Jesus would be pleased. We pray God's presence be felt among us all today. Let's worship. Our Psalter lesson this morning comes from Psalm 105, verses 1 through 5 and 45b. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all of his wonderful works. Glory in his name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wonderful works he has done, his miracles and the judgment he's uttered. Praise the Lord. May God add his blessing to the reading of these words. As we enter into our time of prayer, I ask that you hold Rosemarie Zimmerman in prayer as she continues to heal from her recent surgery. 
We pray for Paul Fay and Esther Mayer as they prepare for their upcoming surgeries. And we pray for everyone who has been impacted by the coronavirus, COVID-19, whether it be their physical health, economic situations, emotional situations, spiritual situations. Be with everyone in the place that they're at and hold them tenderly in prayer as they walk through the storm. Let us pray. As we do each week, steadfast and righteous God, we come before you in prayer. Sometimes we come before you sure of ourselves, not in a way that is meant to be proud, but in the certainty of your presence in our lives and world. But at other times we come uncertain about the circumstances in which we find ourselves and the path we are to take. We wonder, like the prophet Micah, what would you have us do? What shall we offer that will please you? But you have revealed yourself to us in many ways. Your words, O God, are not hidden from us. Neither has your will been kept a secret. You have indeed told us what is good and all you require of us. Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with you, God. And so we pray for justice. We lift up people who have been chased from their homes due to violence, famine, or persecution. We name the sin, we name as sin the injustice due to prejudice against race, age, gender, religion, sexual orientation, economic class, or nationality. We condemn the exploitation of the weak and the vulnerable. We seek your loving kindness, not only for ourselves, but also for all people. Teach us to remember the mercy that we have received so that we may extend that mercy to others. We pray your presence and comfort on those who receive hate or cruelty, victims of assault, the hungry in communities of plenty, the homeless, those suffering with mental illness, with no access to care, and for the veterans who still struggle with war, even though they are home. We ask for humble hearts. May we have the eyes of Jesus to see the blessed and those in need of blessing. Give us patience to sit with those who mourn, peace to share with the anxious, gentleness to wrap around the sick, faithfulness in times of uncertainty. How shall we come before you, Lord? May we come with faith and an open heart so that we may go into the world with justice, mercy, and humility. With a boldness that comes in the midst of your grace, we join our voices praying the prayer Jesus taught us using the words that are familiar to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
gentle lamb, Lord of all creation, how we long to know you, how we strive to serve you, help us now to Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the book of Micah, chapter 6, verse 8. He has told you, O mortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
been hungering down during this pandemic, many of us have seen in this forced change of patterns and of habits, the invitation to evaluate our lifestyles and ways by which we do what it is that we do and why we even do it. And to contemplate alternatives differing ways to, to be ourselves or, or maximizing certain aspects of ourselves and minimizing others. Maybe, for example, maybe we didn't need to be so frenetic and stressed in our daily lives. And a little more of a relaxed pace would be healthier. Or maybe we might be more attentive to others and, and their needs. And that would actually enhance our own lives. Or maybe we could decide to be more generous with our finances and, and do so without really crippling our well-being. Or maybe we have discovered the sacredness all around us in this pandemic time and, and in all the many aspects of our life that we've previously overlooked and, and thereby be more spiritually uplifted than we have been in the past, more often. Or maybe, maybe we notice discipleship to Jesus is going beyond the church doors and the day of the week into a lifestyle of spiritual sensitivity of being a Jesus person 24-7. Many people are awakening through the starkness of the pandemic life and death feeling to a marvelous invitation embedded in this season to discern the opportunity to shift towards doing a life differently. Your pastors are with you in this. We have noticed it in ourselves. We encourage you to do the same and claim the opportunity for yourself. So do this for a second. Imagine your grandchildren at your knee some years hence asking you about your experience in the COVID-19 pandemic days. Now, do you want to answer saying, well, it was some pretty hard days and I survived? Or do you want to answer, 
Those were great, tremendous, challenging days to our lives. And it, and it stimulated reflection and it stimulated some growth. Thankfully, I avoided the virus. I embraced change and I became a better person. The choice is yours. These days are filled with opportunity if we care to notice, engage, and embrace. How about it? Want to get on a course to a better life? Make a shift. Give it a try. It will be worth it. Some decades ago, a group of United Methodists from the Pasadena district decided to stage a mission trip to Kenya to dig wells and lay water pipes. It was pretty hard, dirty work, yet work they felt called to do because of the need and their ability to meet that need and, of course, their faith that brought the need and their abilities together. Sheldon Hasse spoke to me about it all those years ago, as, as far as I remember. He mentioned how deeply it had affected him, how it had altered his life, really, stepping out in service to others in a major way. Doing something for other people has a way of touching us deep inside and not leaving us the same changing us for the better. Now, I remember hearing that some of our members had a trip similar to this in their background, and they know exactly what it is I'm talking about. Helping others has a way of stimulating us towards spiritual growth, blossoming our, our true selves, focusing on ourselves. Well, that has a way of withering the spirit within and limiting our well-being. You'll remember Jesus said something about this, about losing yourself and finding yourself. Disciples of Jesus follow in Jesus's path of compassion for their neighbors. We know this. We know this, don't we? Sure we do. Yet, too often, things get in the way. If we have a good look at people, we notice there is a continuum of compassion. And by this I mean, you might notice people at different places along a line that stretches from indifference to others to an awareness of God's call to care but uncertainty as to what to do, to helping others in individual ways with money and some food, to engaging others with their need and working with them to help them improve their circumstances to extending concern for others in the social arena and working for a larger change through altering 
social systems. Now we find ourselves somewhere along this continuum from being oblivious and disinterested in other people's needs to working for systemic change to help a whole bunch of people. And as your pastors, I, as one of your pastors, I, I, I want to ask you, where are you? Where are you on that continuum? And is the spot where you find yourself at, is, is this where Jesus would have you be? Does it represent your better self? Well, highlighting this to your grandkids, well, will it bring you a sense of justifiable pride? I'm just asking. Perhaps just maybe it's time for a shift from serve me to serve us, a refocusing of the light in your life from yourself out towards your neighbor. If you were to shift forward in this way, you would be well within how we United Methodists typically do faith. We do it with a large dose of active compassion to other people. Wesley put that deep within our denominational DNA. It's who we are. Now, we have two committees at church that can help us stride forward in this direction towards embodying and expressing compassion, the living out of your faith in a demonstrative way that makes a positive difference for others. A way that makes our Micah passage today the central thought rather than the afterthought of our faith. Jesus lived into Micah's wisdom. As Jesus' disciples, it's our marching orders also. Now, one of the committees is called the Mission Committee. It guides us into hands-on caring work, like, like feeding the hungry, housing the homeless, getting school supplies for needy children into their hands, stuff like that. The other is the Social Concerns Committee, and, and it's new, and it just has just begun its ministries of, of guiding us into efforts to change what's happening in the larger picture of our society, so people experience better opportunities, fairer treatment, inclusion and respect and dignity and justice. It works for these things in the larger picture. Stuff like that. The Missions Committee is the one that invites you to help with the monthly free meal program. It stages our monthly mission moments to solicit your support for our local nonprofits. And it will be signing us up to give blood in a, in a couple months. We'll figure out a way to do that with uh, protocols of physical distancing. 
The Social Concerns Committee is, is handling our response to the denominational's call to advance the cause of justice for African Americans and people of color through an anti-racism effort of all of us Americans. They will invite you to book studies, forums, and various expressions of social concerns beyond our doors. Making a difference in a particular person's life and for a group of people because you are a follower of Christ, well, does that sound right to you or wrong? Does that sound like how it ought to be or does that sound off kilter? Your pastors think that's right on target. The sweet spot here is to match your passion and your skill set to the social need that captures the attention of your heart and your soul. What hurts to look away from? What keeps you up at night stewing? What makes you say, enough is enough, or this is not right, this shall not stand? The sweet spot is where you meet Jesus, and he says, hey, where you been? And you go, ah, and he goes, just playing with you. Glad you're here. Let's do this. Really now, the, the sweet spot is where you meet Jesus, welcoming you, inspiring you, equipping you, sustaining you in ministries to individuals and groups in his name on behalf of of him. What's sweeter than that? Time for a shift. What do you think? Let's get on the right side of history and be counted among those who help make this world a better place. We can do this. God goes with us every time we act out our faith with compassion towards our neighbors. It's what Jesus wants. Amen. Amen.
Thank you, Pastor Walt, for your sermon on setting a course for a better life through service. The service that we give represents the life that we want to live and present to God. We have many opportunities to give our thanks to God. Some of them are through the acts in which we do for the community, and some of them are the financial gifts that we give to further the kingdom of God. The, the gifts that you give help support the ministries of our church, both locally and the community organizations that we have selected and lifted up. I hope that you will prayerfully consider your giving and respond in a variety of ways, whether it's that you go online to the website provided in just a moment or mail in your contribution. Your gifts help us to continue to build the kingdom of God in our community for this time and place. Thank you. We trust this worship service has been a blessing to you. That's our hopes and our prayers this day. May you take these words that you have heard today as encouragement to shift into a more compassionate and effective effort of loving your neighbor as yourself. 
and in making our society more reflective of our highest ideals of love and justice. This time of pandemic has given us a lot of time to think about our values and our priorities, our goals and our aspirations, to be the best people we can be and work with God's Spirit to create the blessed community, our society as God would have it be. Now is the time to embrace a shift of heart and of mind. God beckons. You can do it. Blessings await. Be safe, stay healthy, and know that you are loved. Amen.